Welcome to the Marketing Science Podcast, the podcast for sales and marketing professionals working within science, healthcare and technology. I am Sara Lopez-Segura and I'm your host for this episode, where I sit down with our SEO specialist, Eden Antarin, to discuss the top 10 technical issues we have found when auditing a website. Thanks for that, Sara. So first up is broken links. Broken links, both internal and external, lead users from one page and brings them to a non-existent page. Internal links are when you link from one page on your site to another and external links lead users to another website. Broken links will negatively impact your rankings because search engines will see these as an indication of a poorly maintained and coded website. They want to ensure that users get the most up-to-date and relevant content. So links to pages that no longer exist show them that no one is updating the content. Broken links also negatively impact user experience and will affect the level of trust a user has in your site. I know from personal experience that people tend to leave a site entirely if they are led to an error page. Luckily, they're an easy fix. First, you want to find which link on the page is broken. This can either be done by inspecting the page or manually going through all of the links on the page. Once identified, you need to investigate why the link is broken. So does this link lead to a page that no longer exists? If so, look to see if there is a page that can act as a relevant replacement. If you do this, then ensure that the intention of the link is still the same. If there is no relevant replacement page, then remove the link. When doing this, make sure that the content on the page still makes sense. For example, if this link says read more here, just change the text so the user doesn't think that something is missing. If the link leads to a page that does exist, Check that the URL is correct. There's likely a mistake in the spelling. If you receive a broken link error and the link is actually working, this will likely be a server error. So get in contact with your server provider. What are redirects? A redirect is a way to send both users and search engines to a different URL from the one they had originally requested. The three most commonly used redirects are 301, 302, and meta refresh. A 301 redirect is a permanent redirect that passes full link equity or ranking power to the redirect page. A 302 redirect is when the URL is changed temporarily. Meta refreshes are a type of redirect executed on the page level rather than the server level. They are usually slower and are not the best recommended SEO technique. They are most commonly associated with a five second countdown When you click on a page and you'll see a a small circle loading with some text that says, if you are not redirected within five seconds, click here. Redirecting one URL to another is appropriate in many situations. However, if redirects are done incorrectly, it can lead to damaging results for your pages. Two common examples of improper redirect usage are redirect chains and loops. Long redirect chains and infinite loops lead to a number of problems that can damage your SEO efforts. They make it difficult for search engines to crawl your site, which affects your crawl budget usage and how well your web pages are indexed. Also slows down your site's load speed and as a result may have a negative impact on your rankings and user experience. The best way to fix these issues would be to avoid using too many redirects in a chain, so no more than ideally three. 
If you are already experiencing issues with long redirect chains or loops, it is recommended that you would redirect each URL in the chain to the final destination page. And it is not recommended that you simply remove redirects for immediate pages as there can be other links pointing to the removed URL. And then as a result, you could then end up with 404 errors. Broken images. This one is self-explanatory. It's an image on a page that is broken or can't be displayed. This affects your rankings in the same way as broken links. You want to ensure that your website is as up-to-date as possible. User experience is also affected in a similar way because users won't trust a website that has elements broken. To fix this, you'll first need to identify the broken image, which can either be done by again inspecting the page or manually searching the page. Again, once you have identified the broken image, you want to figure out why the image won't be displayed. So has the image changed location? If so, all you need to do is change the image URL to the correct location. If the same image is an issue on multiple pages and you have a WordPress site, the quickest way to fix all of them at once is to change the URL image in the media gallery. If the image has been deleted, then try and find a replacement that serves the users in the same way. If there is no suitable replacement, then remove the image from the page while making sure that there isn't a random space where the image should be. An alt tag, also known as alt attribute and alt description, is an HTML attribute applied to image tags to provide a text alternative for search engines to better understand the contents of your images. The alt tag is used by screen readers, which are browsers used by people with visual impairments, for example. These screen readers tell them what is on the image by reading the alt image tag. It's not just screen readers that read alt text, though. Search engines like Google also use this information to understand the context of an image to find out what an image shows and what its purpose is. These attributes allow you to add textual descriptions to your image, which can help with both SEO and accessibility. If you neglect alt attributes, you may miss the chance to get a better placement in search results because alt attributes allow you to rank in image search results. Not using alt attributes also negatively affects the experience of visually impaired users and those who have disabled images in their browsers. How to fix this issue? You want to specify a relative alternative attribute inside of the image tag for each of the images on your website. For example, if it's an image of your company's logo, the alt tag could be this is my company's logo, or you could be more descriptive with what your logo actually is. You can do this in your media library as and when you are either by bulk, sorry, or as and when you are uploading images individually. HTTP to HTTPS. So in this one, I'll be addressing links on HTTPS pages that lead to a HTTP page and mixed content. So starting with links from a HTTPS page to a HTTP page, This error is triggered when you have a link on a HTTPS page that leads to the HTTP version of the page. This will negatively impact your ranking because search engines will be unsure on which version of the page to rank. Users also tend to leave a site if you are led to a HTTP page as it's not secure. Again, this is a very easy fix. So once you've identified the link, you simply want to change the URL from HTTP 
to HTTPS. It's just as easy as adding an S. Mixed content is when a HTTPS page has elements that are not secured with HTTPS. Browsers will often warn users about loading unsecure content, which can lead people to leaving the site and them having a lowered trust in your website. Not only does this impact your ranking and user experience, depending on what type of mixed content issues you have, your website is at serious risk of a cyber attack. So first, what is an element? You're simply what you use to build your web page and are used to present information in various ways. There are two types of mixed content, depending on what elements are causing the issue. The first is passive content. This includes elements such as images, video and audio content. These elements do not interact with the rest of the page, so attackers are restricted in what they can access or change. Active content, on the other hand, includes scripts, style sheets, iframes, and pretty much code that browsers download and execute. These pose the highest security risk as they interact with the page as a whole, so they allow an attacker to access almost anything on the page. Once you have identified what element is causing the problem, you want to change it to the HTTPS version. This will be easier for passive content, and you may have to change how your website looks if you're unable to change the active elements. While this may be a large undertaking, the security of your website is of utmost importance. Never confuse language codes and country codes. They are different. For example, BE is a country code for Belgium, but a language code for Belarusian. Also, don't try to figure out the country code yourself. UK, for example, is not a country code for the UK. It's for Ukraine. To make sure or to fix any issues that you are currently experiencing, you really need to make sure that the hreflang attributes that are used are being used correctly. You want to specify the correct language code and specify the correct country code. H1 heading tags missing or multiple H1s. The importance of H1s is a heavily debated topic in SEO but the following is what we have found works best for our clients. So headings add a hierarchy to your content, signaling to both search engines and users the importance and order of your content. If you have more than one H1, this can muddy your messaging, which can affect search engines' ability to understand your page and, most importantly, can affect user experience. If you can change the less relevant H1s and still be happy with the look of your page, we have found that having fewer H1s give a clearer message. If you don't have any H1s, we recommend adding one to the top of the page and ensure that it is clear and concise. This is the first thing a user will likely see when they land on the page. If it doesn't seem relevant to them, they may leave the page without reading the rest of your content. sitemaps. I'm first very briefly going to go through not found, not indicated, and then very quickly we'll follow up with broken pages. So sitemap not found. A sitemap file is used to list all URLs available for crawling. It can also include additional data about each URL. Using a sitemap file is quite beneficial. Not only does it provide easy navigation and better visibility to each search engine, 
It also quickly informs search engines about any new or updated content on your website. Therefore, your website will be called faster and more intelligently. How to fix. Consider generating a sitemap if you don't already have one. Then you should specify the location of your sitemap files in your robots.txt and check if Googlebot can index your sitemap. You can do this through Search uh, Console. Going on to um, incorrect pages found, broken pages within the sitemap. As I just mentioned, a sitemap makes uh, it easier for crawlers to discover the pages on your website. Um, and ideally, within the sitemap, only the good pages intended for your visitors should be included in it. Incorrect pages being found within the sitemap contain URLs such that they lead web pages to the same content, redirect to a different web page, return non 200 uh, status code. Populating your file with such URLs will confuse search engines, cause unnecessary crawling, and may even result in your sitemap being rejected. How to fix. You can review your sitemap for any redirected or non-canonical or non-200 URLs. Provide the final destination URLs that are canonical and return a 200 status code. Duplicate and short content. When it comes to any website, content is key. This is what informs users about what you do and why they should choose you. It also tells search engines about the page and what people they should bring to your site. If your content has less than 200 words, the low word count error is triggered. Search engines don't view this as valuable content, and users will also need more information than this to make a decision on whether to use your company or go with your competition. This is your opportunity to stand out, so take it. Also, when you have less than 200 words, it's difficult to achieve a good keyword density without keyword stuffing. To fix this, simply review the content and add to it. From our experience, we have found that a minimum of 250 words works best. If you're struggling for content, perhaps review the need for the page. If a page has 85% of its content identical to another, the duplicate content error will be triggered. This is an issue because search engines will usually only rank one of the pages, filtering the duplicates out of its index and search results. The page it chooses to rank may also not end up being the one you want it to rank. As well as this, depending on the extent of the issue, search engines may see duplicate content as an attempt to manipulate your rankings, which will cause them to lower significantly. Search engines and users want unique and relevant content, so this is your opportunity to give it to them. To fix this, you have several options. Ensure every page has unique and relevant content. Add a canonical link to the page you want to rank for. Or add the next and previous link attributes to fix pagination duplicates. For example, when you have an archive with multiple pages or with the same paragraph of text. Anchor text is the clickable text in a hyperlink. SEO best practices dictate that anchor text be relevant to the page you are linking to, rather than generic text. Although a missing anchor doesn't prevent users and crawlers from following a link, it makes it difficult to understand what the page that you're linking to is about. Google considers anchor text when indexing a page, so a missing anchor represents a lost opportunity to optimize the performance of the link to page in search results. If a page links to a URL using the anchor text, let's say expert guide to website auditing, then Google knows what type of page users are being directed to visit. 
The simplest way to optimize anchor text for SEO is to use anchor text for your links where it is necessary. The link text must give users and search engines at least a basic idea of what the target page is about. Also, use short but descriptive text. Be careful not to over-optimize your anchor text by over-relying on repetitive, keyword-rich phrases, as this can be viewed as keyword stuffing, which is a negative and will impact your SEO. Now on to our honourable mention, or as it perhaps should be called, our dishonourable mention, metadata. While doing site audits, we see these the most often. So whether the metadata is duplicate, too long, too short, or if it's missing at all. If you're here today and you're obviously looking to improve your SEO, metadata should be one of your first points to start with. So just make sure that every page has a piece of metadata, that it's unique and it's within the right word count. Thank you, Sara. Back to you. Thank you all for the presentation. Let's welcome the speakers. Welcome, Taryn, Eden. Hey. Hey. Let's get Adam on stage. Thank you all for joining us today. Right. Let's start with the Q&A. So the first question that we have is, where do you start with the audit? Any of you want to take the lead on this one? So first, what you'll want to do is, depending on what software you're using or if you do you want to get an overall idea of what issues you have in your site and then start prioritising them. So what is going to be the quick and easy fixes, what's going to take longer and what's going to have the highest priority. And so do you need a software? What software do we need? If you want to use a free tool, uh, we recommend using Google Search Console. There are multiple paid tools that you can use. For example, we like to use SEMrush. That gives us a comprehensive list of issues. And if you're always stuck on perhaps what an issue is or how to fix it, it will give you advice as well. All right, brilliant. Just a quick note that if you're interested in getting a a free site audit with us, just save yourself all that hassle, just get in touch. So another question that's come through, I frequently ask as well. So how long does it take to do? So it really depends on the size of your site. So the more pages you have, the more you're going to have to manually go through or the software that you use is going to have to crawl. And then again, it depends on how many issues you actually have on each of these pages. So the site audit will take a shorter amount of time to run if you've got less pages and then the actual implementation heavily depends on what issues come up so fixing a couple of broken links nice and easy maybe if you've got 400 400 of them not so much if you have to rewrite a bunch of pages that's going to take a long time as well so it's heavily dependent on what issues you have the site of your the size of your site and how much time you have available to actually lend to your site audits All right, brilliant. And I believe um, Taryn has mentioned these during the presentation as well. What is a canonical link? How how can I make a link canonical? You all tell how nervous I was. (laughs) So uh, I keep falling over this word. I apologize. Canonical is the master URL. So you can make copies of that URL if you have linking back to the hreflang tags. If you have multiples of uh, the same page, you would put a canonical tag on the master page. Let's say that your site is based in the UK. So your UK page would be your master page. And then the copies would be the ones with the different languages. 
All right, brilliant. So another question that came through, I believe you have answered to that now, but is there any good way to do a quick scan on a website for broken links? Is there anything other apart from Google Analytics 4 that seems to be the fastest or the best way to do it? Is there any other way or any other software that you can use? I would recommend as a starting point, Google Search Console. It's free, obviously it's within the Google suite. You can, I do believe, receive notifications as well if you have any page indexing issues. So you will receive a notification instead of you having to crawl through your site regularly. I believe that is the best free version that I know you can get add-ons and extensions for your browser. We ourselves use SEMrush, which is quite, or can be quite a pricey platform. So for free, I would recommend Search Console. Brilliant. Also, a quick note that you can take a free website audit, audit with us if you're interested and if you want to save yourself the trouble, just get in touch. Another question has come through. What of these checks, what of all these problems that we've seen in the presentation can you do with Google Search Console? So you can find broken links through Google Search Console and then you can also edit some of the duplicate content issues such as adding canonical tags via uh, Google Search Console as well. And yeah, can't really think of any of the top of my head. A lot of them, uh, you could have to go into the back end manually and fix them. You have to check each of them. Yeah. All right, brilliant. Next question is, how long does it take for ASO to do a site audit? And what will the report look like? So usually by the end of, say, a 12-month campaign, depending on if we are given full access to the site. And again, depending heavily on the issues, we like to get what SEMrush classes error warnings. And these are the ones with the biggest impact on your rankings, on user experience, and just the usability of your site. We like to get the majority of those done within 12 months. We'll get a good chunk of the warnings done. So I've had a client that maybe I've but working for for three years now and we're down to the notices there are barely any issues left now their site health is at 93 percent so it can be a long process going through everything and the most annoying thing is when you fix something and you're like perfect I don't have to do that job again for them and then as people add to the site as you as everything's updated things break so you've got to go back and fix them all over again. Yeah, well, I think everyone here knows that SEO is a very long-term project, a very long-term thing to work with. So in terms of if anyone was interested in getting a free audit, mm-hmm. how long, what is the lead time on getting that report back to them? So as soon as we get the notification and the request through, we'll start running the site audit immediately. Uh, again, depends on the size of your site. For example, when... We've run them on our own websites, such as Azom. It can take a day just because of how big it is. A lot of my other clients, though, barely longer than an hour. So we can fully run a site audit and we can download the report and send it across, hopefully within an hour, depending on if we've not got too many requests come through all at once. All right. Brilliant. Another question is, have you ever done an audit where there are no issues? I wish. (laughs) No, no, I really wish. I've had a client that's come in with maybe 89% and the issues that they had are actually some really significant ones that we were able to clean up quite quickly. Some of them, again, were stuck at around the 89 just because of how long the issues are taking to fix. 
it's going to be rare to have zero issues just because of every software that you use classes different things with some issues as well sometimes we look and see that something's flagging as an issue and it doesn't affect user experience so therefore maybe isn't as important and that will still keep continually flagging and will affect your site health but again up to you on how much resources you can lend to this so if you don't think it's important it's not going to be essential that you have 100% site health only the top 10% of websites, their site health is 92 and above. So you don't even have to be at, say, 99 to be in the top 10%. So you've mentioned 90, 93% or so. So what is an acceptable percentage and what would you consider a danger zone? So I aim to get my clients to the 92% just so that I can say they're in the top 10% of websites. That can be unrealistic, just depending on what level of access I have or what resources they have available. And sometimes if they don't have, say, a WordPress website and it's all custom code, those issues can be really difficult to fix then. What I would say is that I like to have my clients at least around the 60 mark. So anything lower than 50 or 40. So Taryn and I are currently in competition to see who to we don't want the lowest one we like what we don't want our clients to have the lowest health so we're constantly battling it out to get out of that 50 40 range and if my clients within the 80 range I'm quite happy and obviously you want to keep on pushing that however 80 is not the worst place to be I've seen a lot worse as much as obviously it is our job so Ed and I both we want our client sites, their health to be much, much better. That's not to say that our client sites that we have with a site health of 50 are not usable as sites. They run very well. It's more the, the back end things that we are fighting over. <laughs> so continuing on the topic, and of course, without naming any names, what was the lowest percentage you have ever seen after an audit? 46. I, uh, yeah, I was... I was going to say 47. Okay. <laughs> so I've not seen one in the 30s. I've not seen one lower than lower than 47. All right. Brilliant. The next question is, what are some things that could negatively impact my site? And what am I likely to do updating on a, be updating on a regular basis? So what are the, the things that are more regularly to be a day-to-day or week-to-week basis? It, that solely depends on if pages are regularly being added to the website if there are no pages being added we would possibly recommend maybe an annual refresh of your metadata because you want to keep fresh you you want to be the search results and if you put metadata in at the beginning and then leave it it will become stagnant and other people that upload and either do or don't have higher search authority they will outrank you even if you have like the best metadata. So if you aren't uploading any pages to your site regularly, I would say an annual refresh of metadata. Check in to see if the keywords that you had originally chosen are still relevant and people are still searching for those keywords. If they're not, obviously change that up. But it, it really depends on how often or how regularly pages are being added to the site. Do block pages are included in into that are block pages considered the same yeah adding content to the site yes that massively helps all right so you've mentioned that 
maybe refreshing the data once annually. So how mm -hmm. often should you audit your site annually as well or more regularly, depending on how often I am updating it? I would say aim for monthly if you can. It's not necessarily having to implement anything. It's just so that you can keep on top of the problems. I find the issue that can be the most reoccurring are broken external links because that's something you don't have control over you're relying on someone else keeping their site healthy and up to date so you don't know if they're going to delete a page randomly so I'd say if you keep refreshing that uh, at least you kind of can keep on top of those and it hopefully won't get too overwhelming as well and external links are quite helpful for your SEO as well so I'd have a watch out for those. <laughs> Right. Another question is how many of these issues require technical support? It depends on your level of understanding of what the issue is, your level of access on your website. Again, did you make the website yourself? If so, how did you make it? If you've got a WordPress site, that will be easy to fix. If you've used a custom CMS, that can be harder. However, if you've got a custom CMS imagine you'll have the technical know-how. There's a lot of free educational tools that you can use. However, I would do some serious research before you go in and fix the more technical issues because sometimes you can think you're doing a quick fix and you break something major. And I'd say for a lot of them, it's practice, time, and just reading around the topic as well. So another question that's just come through is, should I be considering all of these technical issues that you've mentioned when I rebrand or I refresh my site and how important are they in relation to the actual content? So when they're saying rebranding, are they launching a new website or are they just simply, if you're like relaunching a new changing the logo, I would take into account what Taryn said about making sure that the descriptive tags are there as well make sure that it's still relevant if you can continue with that section since you talked about that what I was going to jump back onto if it was um like a, a new site obviously making sure the redirects are there having to build say a brand new site you want essentially starting from the bottom again but you're not taking over any of the seo authority that you will have built have or haven't built i shouldn't make assumptions with the first website so definitely making sure that there are permanent redirects because they carry over the authority that you had built originally i really don't like saying it depends <laughs> um sorry classic yeah. seo answer yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is it is true though all right, brilliant. Did you you have any final thoughts? Just that, you know, keep on top of your site and read around the topic. And there are experts out there to help as well if it gets overwhelming. And sometimes you might just have to do a... You're just going to have to handle the problem head on because it may be a large undertaking and it may take a big chunk of your time, but eventually it will be worth it. A big thank you to Taryn and Eden for sharing their expertise and tips for a healthier site. If you have enjoyed listening, then please like, share and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. If you'd like to learn more about how to run your own podcast, please visit azonetworld.com forward slash podcasts.
On our next episode, we will discuss best practices for email marketing. So if you are interested in making the most out of your email strategies, tune in. Thank you for listening and have a great rest of the day.